0: A British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in
1: China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hey, everyone! Hi. Welcome back to the show. Wow, it's been uh, a harrowing week, I think, weather-wise. It is. It's typhoon season. <laughs> I Const- kind of like it. Well, I don't mind it, but having to carry around an umbrella all the time, yeah that's it's just annoying. kind of annoying, to be <laughs> honest. So what's been happening in China this week, Holly? Um, well, actually, I'd like to tell you about some comments that we've had. Oh, we got comments. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, on, uh, on our uh, uh, episode 19 page. Nice. So we had two comments. Uh, one was from, I hope I'm saying this right, dashin Um, And they said, thank you for all the info and tips, girls. The podcasts have made me freak out a little less (laughs) for moving slash teaching next year in China. Oh, nice. That's nice, yeah. Yeah. And the next one is from uh, Nazarene Royale, uh, who says, thank you for all the tips, girls. I'm coming to China soon. Oh, yeah. So we've got what we wanted. Like, last episode, if you didn't listen, uh, we were talking about... Reasons, 15 reasons why you should come to China now. <laughs> Don't wait any longer. And we've had some good responses mm-hmm. from our our podcast. I hope more people are reached out there who yeah. aren't commenting. Absolutely.
0: But we want to hear what you guys are mm-hmm. thinking. So please feel free yeah. to send us some comments and, of course, your questions.
1: Yes, please. Yes, if you've got a question, you can go to com slash voicemail. Yes. And leave us a message. Leave a message. Yes. I- <laughs> Very nice. Okay, so uh, actually I want to fill you in on something that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Oh, It's like an update. Okay. So in episode 14, I told you about a guy who has now become known as the Don Juan of Hunan. Oh, no. <laughs> and he was discovered after he had, a, he had a car crash, he was in hospital, and he's... Girlfriends arrived at the hospital and discovered that there were seventeen. He was he had seventeen girlfriends. Oh yeah. Do you remember? So I this remember was that. this was in episode fourteen. <laughs> so it was a while ago. It was I think it was in April time. So basically, since then he's been arrested for fraud. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we hadn't that hadn't come out yet. But yeah, he's been arrested for fraud and the girlfriends have created a revenge alliance. That's the name of the chat group, WeChat group that they've they've formed together, and basically they just say nasty things about him. And obviously they talked about like their relationships with him and they've also discovered like they've worked it all out he he took I mean they actually in the article they actually said they lent him this money but I'm guessing they're never going to get it back Mm. uh so it's five hundred (gasps) thousand 000 maybe
0: between the 17 yeah
1: yeah and he actually has a child with one of them and married one of them I don't know if they were still together or whether they were divorced maybe I actually we talked about that I think he was divorced he divorced one of them wow so yeah that's an, an update to that fact but then i've got i've got some more another fact for you which is also about a man and a relationship <laughs> or lack thereof uh so um a guy from uh chongqing uh tried to sell himself in the streets uh so the th- is a great image actually i'll post the the uh, the article on our uh episode twenty uh page and uh, so the the image is of him half naked with a sign and the sign basically says like he'd been he's been forced to sell his body because his family are in trouble financially <laughs> yeah, he wants five million RMB for his body. Oh my god! <laughs> well, what not just that? marriage, includes body. Or what? <laughs>
0: oh,
1: but there was a nice like little addition to this article that says that actually the girls in Chongqing are the cheapest to marry, and by cheapest, basically free. Ooh! And of course, women should be free. Like. <laughs> for us, it's like. They're like strange. It's sounds yeah, strange to have to pay someone. but Yeah, they
0: still a... do have a dowry. I have That's a right. friend who, well, an acquaintance who married a Chinese girl. Mm-hmm. And I think he paid, it was either 150 or 200,000 renminbi wow. as like remittance <laughs> to yeah. her
1: family. It's crazy. So I actually had a little look at this. There's like a table of different cities and, and what someone would have to give. So, marriage gifts for Shanghai, for example, that's one of the most expensive places. Like well, gift, that so you have are to expensive, give. Though. Yeah, so you need to give a hundred thousand RMB and provide a house.
0: Mm.
1: In in Inner Mongolia, this is this is the most amusing for me, I think, but it also kind of makes sense. So you need to give eight thousand eight hundred eighty-eight uh, RMB. Mm. So all the eights, lucky number. You need to give uh, livestock in multiples of nine. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, furniture, and it says three golds. So I don't know if, what golds means. Like, does that it's mean three articles up. of gold? Or... Yeah, I guess so.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah,
1: so that's quite interesting. And then at the bottom is Chongqing, which is oh. zero.
0: Oh, <laughs> you don't have to chart give is anything. awesome. You don't have to give anything. So you can <laughs> see where the more expensive women in China are, and you can... <laughs> Decide yeah. to go after one of them, Absolutely. or choose choose a cheap Chongqing lady. Yeah, <laughs> Chongqing seems like a good place to find a woman because actually Sichuan. So Chongqing is it's like a it's like a city state. I guess it's kind of like Beijing and Shanghai mm. it has kind of its own status as a as a province. Okay. So, but it's right next to Sichuan, and Sichuan, or it's in Sichuan, it's like an enclave in Sichuan. I forget. Anyway, it's very near Sichuan, and in that region, the women are known to be the most beautiful and the most independent.
1: So, So, yeah, you couldn't pray for them. Yeah, so, I
0: mean, that's probably why there isn't the same, like, cost structure as Mm -hmm. a woman in Shanghai or in, like, Heilongjiang or those northern Inner Mongolia uh, areas, so, I don't know, it seems like Chongqing women are the way to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. they're not going to be super clean, and they're going to be cheaper. <laughs> yeah,
1: but you should also know that, of course, they're, more, they're much more picky if this, this guy is so desperate to sell himself. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. <laughs> it is. But I'm, I'm definitely going to put that picture up there because it's great. It just mm-hmm. like, it's okay me telling you this story, but without that image, it just, it just doesn't have the same effect. Yeah. So ch- please check so it take out. Take a look
0: and see if you would pay 500 RMB for that.
1: <laughs> 500 million uh, five, 5 million five, 5 million. million. Five, yeah.
0: million. <laughs> <laughs> 5 million RMB yeah. for that.
1: I think it should probably he he's been very optimistic. I mean Yeah. 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 Take a look <laughs> at that picture. <laughs> okay, so uh let's move on to our question that came from Alan. He posted on our our Facebook page, our Two White Chicks Facebook page. And he said, he was, he was very kind. It was like a nice comment, but also a question combined. So he says, uh, love your podcast. Could you please elaborate on the speculative attitude of Chinese people in property and stocks? Also, please give me some insight into cost of living with figures uh, regarding housing costs, average salaries, mortgage uh, as a percentage of salary, savings, etc." Yeah, you know. Uh, he, sa- he also says, I'm based in London, but I've moved to Hong Kong for a year with my family. He says, take care and keep up the great podcast. Oh, nice. So that's nice, yeah. Well, I think whatever the figures that we're going to give right now are definitely going to be considerably different to Hong Kong. Yeah. I think. So it'll probably be maybe a pleasant, a pleasant surprise. I don't yeah.
0: know. Hong Kong is one of, well, London as well. I mean, he's coming <laughs> yeah. from two of
1: the most expensive
0: True. cities yeah. on the planet. Yeah. I mean, I guess Singapore is probably a bit more pricey. Uh, mm. Other than that, Tokyo. I feel like I don't. I don't know if there are any other cities that are more expensive than those places oh, in the really. world.
1: I don't know if, if New York was also up there, but, oh, but yeah, I'm not maybe really, some not area really like sure. Manhattan.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that there are other cities that are expensive, but I mean, Hong Kong compared to China is yeah. Is quite a big difference. I mean, we're one hour away. It's crazy. We're Mm. one hour away from Hong Kong. I mean, even less, we're right on the border. We can see Hong Kong (laughs) out of our office window. Sure. And the cost of living is so great that there are people who live in China and then work in Hong Kong. Yeah. So they cross the border every day, (laughs) going there, going back. Mm. So you can imagine to To go through that kind of inconvenience, that the differences must be, it must it's, be worth, it's worth it.
1: it. Yeah, yeah, and it's becoming more and more convenient every time, especially like, uh, especially for us to cross. Like, it's so quiet now. I was I went to Hong Kong this weekend, and it was so fast. Like, yeah, I couldn't even believe it. It's awesome. It's lovely. So it's getting better.
0: But anyways, um, I would say on average, at least, because okay, you, the other thing you have to realize is Shenzhen is one of the most expensive cities in China, too. Mm-hmm. So between Hong Kong and Shenzhen, the property costs, is gotta, it's got to be about a quarter, I would say. Okay. A quarter. Mm-hmm. Not to say, actually, renting, it. you have to make a big distinction, though, between renting a property yeah. and buying a property. Mm-hmm. Property in Shenzhen for purchase is grossly overestimated. Yeah, I
1: think. And, and increasing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Sure. So if you like, if you are renting an apartment, oh, okay, I'll just use myself as an example. Mm-hmm. So our apartment is one hundred and fifteen square meters. Yeah. We live with a sea view in a nice area. We pay six thousand six hundred renminbi, which is about a thousand dollars, little little over a thousand dollars each month for the rent. To buy that piece of property, we looked into it to buy it it will cost 5.4 wow. million renminbi. Wow. More than that Chongqing man. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm also like, I, I've looked at, or I know the value of the apartment I rent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, similar. I pay six uh, 6,000 a month. Mm-hmm. I'm like a little bit closer to the center, I guess, but I don't have a view like you um you have a better
0: school system though your, yeah your that's true which is th- yeah
1: it's a little bit under 100 square meters um but the the value to to buy because currently my landlady is uh wanting to sell uh it's three and a half million okay so, so it's a little
0: bit cheaper it's cheaper
1: yeah but i mean i think yeah it's
0: um, yeah it's cheaper but okay so 5.4 million remnant that's almost a million US dollars that is crazy Which is insane.
1: and what's your mm-hmm. cost of renting
0: the place now a
1: month six six but she wanted more we got it down because we we signed a two year contract mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah we
0: also negotiated yeah. as well uh, but I f- I feel like if you're not certain that you're gonna be live first of all okay I gotta mention this foreigners are not allowed to rent property as a source of income Mm -hmm. foreigners can buy property they can buy up to two uh they can buy one piece of property Mm -hmm. but they must use it as a residence right they legally cannot rent it out to other people Mm -hmm. so if you're buying property as an investment they will check to see whether or not you're actually living there yeah so it's very difficult as a foreigner to make an investment in property that way yeah at least in terms of residential property,
1: hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I think we've just dis- we've discussed this before. How often like laws and regulations change in China? So I, I mean, I I also heard that it's quite difficult for foreigners to to buy property. Like there's got to be like a a Chinese they need like a Chinese citizen to kind of back them up in somewhere like mm-hmm. support like not support them financially but to say. I. Uh, He's like responsible, right? Like um, yeah, sign, exactly.
0: Co-sign. That's something.
1: it. Something like that. I could okay. be wrong about that. That that might be an old rule that doesn't exist anymore.
0: I haven't heard that. Although that's not to say I mean, we, neither of us are experts. <laughs> yeah, that's like it. let's just admit that right now. Neither yeah. of us are experts mm-hmm. on investing in china that's right um we have some we can point you kind of in, we can give you what we know <laughs> we can kind of point you in the right direction but we don't want to claim to know any specific details because we don't want you guys to make any wrong decisions based on <laughs> yeah. our advice yeah but that being said um i know that for foreigners you you actually you you do have to pay i think it's one percent on top of the property cost as well. Right. Just for being a foreigner as like a guarantee. <laughs> and then you can get loans from the bank, but in China unlike in the states, you have to pay a massive chunk as um mm. the initial initial cost. Right. Uh you mean uh you mean like your mortgage down payment? Yeah, the down payment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. The yeah. down payment is 30% mm-hmm. here. So if you're buying a $1 million dollar piece of property, yeah. you have to have 300,000 Liquid assets ready to go. Otherwise, you're going to have a problem. So Mm. that's why it doesn't really make sense. Like, we've been looking into purchasing property here in Shenzhen. Um, We think it's a pretty safe investment because, especially in the central districts of Shenzhen, because we are surrounded by not one, not two, not three, but four major hubs for business. Mm. Hong Kong, Guangzhou, Macau, Shenzhen. Those are four. I mean, I don't see the population of this area decreasing or business decreasing <laughs> anytime, anytime soon. soon. <laughs> so as long as you're buying, I think, in one of the areas that are close to metro lines, mm-hmm. I uh, unless something crazy happens with the Chinese market, Yeah. which it might. It might. Um, I mean, speculation, like he was asking about speculation. Yeah. So a lot of you can find a lot of Chinese people investing abroad. Like,
1: yeah, that's up. the that's the thing now, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. popular now.
0: I heard that London in London, the real estate market in the last year increased by sixteen percent. The cost of property increased by sixteen percent. Wow. Solely because of Chinese
1: investment. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's insane, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. I mean, in this, um, the US is because is is very popular now isn't mm. it for chinese like, like chinese people to buy
0: yeah canada and the us um the us does have some well, i don't know how it works in canada but i know in the us you have to have some you can't just buy 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 property mm. in the us if yeah. you're not a us citizen mm-hmm. um you have to you have to balance like the amount of jobs you're creating versus like how much property oh. you're you're purchasing okay. um at least that's what I've heard from somebody who worked for uh, an investment company for Chinese people to invest in, in the U.S. Yeah. Um, so they do have some regulations. But in the U.S. it's different because we have massive amounts of land. The land is not going to run out anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. So, but London is another story. Yeah. I mean, England in general just has – you're working with a limited amount of land. And mm-hmm. also in the U.K. you have very strict regulations where you can and can't build. Yeah. It's non- non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. So you can't just, you know, even if there is land available, it doesn't mean you have access yep. to it. So I think that just drives... Like, <laughs> Chinese people in general like to be in the famous places. <laughs> Definitely. They like yeah. to say, I'll have a place in London. Yeah. Because it's London. Because mm-hmm. it's historically important. Yeah. And it's posh. Definitely. And, you know, they just... A lot of great schools there. Yeah. Uh, my husband is... Teaching um, a student now. He has a like private private tutor's a student now, mm-hmm. whose family is building an entire building in Cambridge. At mm-hmm. Cambridge University. Like an entire I think it's a library. Oh
1: uh, right. So at Cambridge, Cambridge University.
0: Yeah. So then they like <laughs> they, buy, they yeah, yeah, secure yeah. their family's position. Yeah, position yeah. at Cambridge because he wants his son. <laughs> his son is four years old. He wants his son to go to Cambridge. Oh, wow. they've, they're building an entire building there.
1: Wow. Well, I hope it's within keeping of Cambridge and the Cambridge's buildings. <laughs> I hope that's they've crazy. hired a, I don't know, a Western architect. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, uh, actually, I was recently told something about buying second houses, which might affect purchasing property. So from April, like last April, uh, just the April just gone. Um, they've changed the the amount, of, like the mortgage down payment you have to pay for a second home. Mm. So previously, and these, fig- don't, these figures might not be accurate. I didn't actually, my Chinese teacher told me this information and I'm not very good with numbers. So if anything's <laughs> a little bit wrong, please don't quote me on it. Um, so before April, to get a second home, um you needed to put down sixty percent on the second down on the second oh, home wow. of, for for a mortgage oh
0: I just wanna say a side note, so Chinese mm. people are only allowed to buy two properties.
1: is that still applicable now I'm not sure
0: unless it changed within the last like a like, few months anyway
1: okay let's say that that's I, I i just I wanna that make they a were note allowed there. to they'd been gi- given they were allowed to buy more but okay let's say two so um and then now. If you've paid off the, all of your mortgage for your first home, you can now buy a second property and it's only 30%. You only have to pay, th- I mean, not, I'm saying only, <laughs> but to the, if you can afford to buy a second home, you're obviously 30% mortgage down payment. It's probably not that big a deal to you. Mm. And even if you haven't paid off all the mortgage, it's it's maybe only like 40%. So they've dramatically reduced the amount where previously it was like something ridiculous, like you had to pay all that like full, mm. in full. So they've dropped the, the, the initial down payment quite considerably for people. Uh, so what's happening now is because uh, it's, it's, let's say, easier for people to buy a second home, it means that people selling apartments are raising the prices of their apartments which in turn will affect rent prices for mm-hmm. everyone else. Mm-hmm. So it's good. I mean, it's good for people who want to buy. It's good for people who are selling right now, but it's bad for those of us who need to rent.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit nuts because, I don't know, in the States, if you buy a piece of property to to rent out, then, yeah, it'll cost you a lot initially, but then the rental costs will compensate you for that. And you'll, you know, obviously you'll be making an income eventually. But here in China, it seems like you'll have to be renting forever. For a long, long time. Yeah. To be able to even, look basically, our landlords now, they're just making the mortgage payments mm-hmm. from our rent. They're not yeah. making any money from that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess it'll depend on what their, mor- their mortgage is, their monthly mortgage fees. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a clue how that. I mean I don't know what the interest rates and things are here uh, but yeah I mean I can understand, I can understand that I, uh, my previous landlord he actually bought the apartment we lived in for his son so of course it was still an investment but at least he wasn't just buy, he, he hadn't just bought it to make money from it mm-hmm. I guess eventually they will sell it
0: mm-hmm. um, so I think that the prices, there is there is a lot of speculation um, that, that really drives the prices up mm-hmm. but you have to you put you just place so much trust that when you're ready to sell, that it'll be worth more than than yeah. it is now. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it, because you're not you don't get any access to the land. You don't even necessarily getting get a parking spot. You know, it's yeah. crazy. One of our friends just bought a parking spot. <laughs> just a square piece of concrete, yeah. and she bought it. She actually purchased it, like mm-hmm. lifetime purchase. People it. do
1: that in the UK too.
0: Yeah. Do you know how much it cost? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> 500,000 renminbi. <laughs> so that's almost $100,000 for a small piece of concrete. But wow. it was worth it for her because in the last seven years, she's paid, she calculated, she's paid 300000 Wow. For use for the use of that spot. So she decided, might as well just buy it and then she'll have it for life. Wow. And she can rent it out to other people because it's it's actually a really smart purchase, even though it's insanely I mean, <laughs> think about that. You spent a hundred thousand dollars on a small square of concrete. Wow. That is crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's mental. Right?
0: Yeah, but that's how it well, is here. But it was—it's st- still a smart move for her because yeah. obviously more and more people—they do make it harder and harder for people in Shenzhen to buy cars. There's a lottery system, so you can't just go out and buy a car. You have to be—you um, have to be approved to buy a car. So it mm-hmm. helps, but still, I mean, obviously in the future, more and more Chinese families they want to have a car for themselves. So it's yeah. still—it's a pretty safe investment on her part, yeah,
1: I definitely. think but insane. Yeah, it is. It's quite it's quite amusing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's insane. Mm. So, I guess we've been talking about the I guess the richer people in China who can really really afford to buy, you know, a serious piece of real estate, I guess. But there are a lot of people who earn a lot less money than that, mm-hmm. and somehow they still have to buy a place to, you know, for their family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I when i was working as a teacher there was a, a male a male teacher a chinese guy and he was talking about getting married and in order to in order to get married he needed to try and save enough money to buy them a house and this guy was earning maybe like 3000 a month uh-huh. like how on earth do you ever save enough money to buy like even a one bedroom apartment I, um, he told, he told me actually that he, his father or his father-in-law to be had actually lent them money to, to put a deposit down on, on an apartment. And I'm guessing that's just the only way like people like him can afford to buy an apartment for that, for, for his family.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of it is just, it's passed down from generation to generation Mm -hmm. So when the, when your parents, when you're getting older, they're actually the ones more responsible to, to put all their savings mm. from their whole life yeah. into buying a piece of property so that you can find a wife.
1: Yeah. Which sounds like, like maybe quite extreme, but if, I mean, if you understand about Chinese culture and families, you'll know that those grandparents will probably eventually move in with that family anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're just giving away their money or or lending a massive massive amount of cash. You know, they'll be compensated in some way, I guess. Mm -hmm. Although then they have to look after the kids, so maybe it's a double... Maybe it's another loss for them. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's a good system here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it does work. It Mm -hmm. does work for them, for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And also here, you never really own anything. Yeah. Because even if you... You scrimp and save and you work your butt off mm-hmm. all your life to buy a piece of property you only own that property for 70 years yeah so obviously you own it for the course of your lifetime you can't pass that property down yeah. to the next generation because then your lease will be up and it'll go I, I believe it goes back to the government
1: right yeah that's it's interesting that that still exists a little bit in the uk or at least it did where they were, like, like a hundred-year lease or something. Hmm. Which is, I mean, it's fine, because who on earth is going to own a house for a hundred years? Mm -hmm. But, yeah. But it's tricky. If you have to rely on
0: your whole, you know, if you have to rely on the previous generation to purchase it for you, there's got to be some situations Mm -hmm. where the previous generation purchased it for you, and then your children are still around, and they just lose the property. Mm -hmm. So it's tricky
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I, don't, I mean alan's question is also about uh investments like i mean i guess not just in property so perhaps they they're out there making investments in other things in order to kind of make some money for the future i don't i mean i don't know anything about that mm. to be honest And know you said it's a bit risky mm-hmm. As are all investments but mm-hmm.
0: well there are three i believe there are three stock exchanges here right. in china um, one's in Shanghai, Shanghai yeah, one's one. in Hong Kong, and one's here in Shenzhen. Yeah. And so I know that people are able to, as I understand it, it's pretty free to play the stock markets here. Right. And foreigners as well can participate. Um, I've had friends who have played considerable of money. Gold. Gold is a big thing, isn't mm, it? Yeah. But they, they said they usually have come out, like, even. You know, they yeah. haven't really made... You know, in general, when you do it over and over again, because you'll win some, you'll lose some. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty hard to rely on any kind of um, safe increase of assets through playing the stocks anywhere. You should just just go to Macau. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Maybe. Right? (laughs) So that's one way that Chinese people do invest. Yeah. Um, There are a lot of angel investors here in Shenzhen. Because Shenzhen Mm -hmm. is kind of a – it's becoming this like – Silicon Valley of China. yeah, And so there are a lot of... And because of Tencent, the massive software company... Psh, yeah. I spit who, on
1: the floor. <laughs> who
0: is always stealing our developers. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they're they starting these kind of spin-off companies. Individuals are starting them right. and they're investing in start, like startups, startup right. ideas. Yeah. So there's investments like that as well. Um, but I think a lot of Chinese people tend to invest abroad because they just yeah. feel it's a more stable market. Mm. I think Chinese people in general are very smart when it comes to investing. The government has done a really good job at minimizing the debt here
1: yeah
0: it's really difficult for for them to get credit cards mm-hmm. it's also difficult like because of the these massive down payments that are required it's um it's difficult to buy a piece of property that's not in your price range yeah, right so whereas in the states it's like buy a house with no money down yeah. it's like that is crazy of course people are going to get in trouble with yeah. that because mm-hmm. they're going to try and buy their dream home even though they can't afford it of course so here they're actually really smart yeah. about and realistic yeah, and yeah. realistic about i mean it's it's kind of restrictive in a sense, but I think it's for a good purpose, yeah. like keeping the the personal debt at a minimum, so I think that also makes Chinese people really, really wise investors because they only have you know you can't borrow money to invest in a company, you have to actually have that cash, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure they do some loans, but compared to the States, it's like, it's really difficult to get that kind of a loan. Mm-hmm. So if it's your money, if it's really your money, then you're very <laughs> careful at how you invest it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. So Alan asked us, um, I guess he wanted like real figures about housing costs and things. Mm. I guess we've given some sort of some housing costs, um, and we've talked a little bit about salaries of kind of, like, working-class people, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I, we've kind of said that in order for a lot of these people to buy homes, they they often have to borrow money from family, I guess. Mm.
0: But maybe because he's thinking of moving here and he's a foreigner himself, he's interested in the cost-of-living ratio with the salary ratio for himself. For himself. Yeah, yeah. which is actually, for us, we're really... Lucky, um, because still the demand for foreign labor, for specific jobs like teaching mm-hmm. and other, um, you know, uh, design, things like that. Yeah. These, these jobs pay really well because mm-hmm. this uh, demand is higher than supply. And um, the cost of living here versus those salaries is
1: very reasonable. Yeah, definitely. For, for foreigners, let's be mm-hmm. honest. For foreigners. It is, it's, for foreigners really is very, nice. very good.
0: I mean, we between my husband and I I know we're dual income, no kids, but still I personally probably save about between seventy and eighty eight percent of my salary wow. every month. I think on an average basis, something like that. Mm. And he save okay, he he's more responsible for like for the bigger bills. Right. So the salary's higher than mine, but maybe he saves between sixty and seventy percent of his every month yeah so and we live pretty i i would say pretty luxuriously especially when you compare Mm. it to the typical lifestyle here i mean we buy organic food Food, yeah you know we live in a nice place with a sea view you know we we go shopping you know yeah we go to hong kong we fly to the u.s once a year we fly to europe once a year we fly Mm. somewhere tropical usually once a year yeah so we're pretty spoiled and we still save a lot of money yeah sure so for foreigners, the ratio is is really nice. Yeah, absolutely. I'll it give you an example. Um, basically, the the base salary for somebody with no experience who's come here to teach English. So they they haven't necessarily even been trained mm-hmm. at teaching English, but they just come off the plane. And they get here right now. I would say the base salary is twelve thousand rmb.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, like that's for a nine. It's not even nine till five. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's usually like you, two or three classes. Yeah. a day. and you, you might work. You might actually be physically say if you work in a kindergarten, you might be there for like six out hour, uh, six hours in that in that day because you get long long lunch, long long lunch times and things. That obviously dif- differs between schools and if you're working in kindergartens or elementary or high school or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but your days are like quite short. And most people work extra classes, like mm-hmm. that's where the money is. Yeah. To be honest, if you're thinking, "Oh, that doesn't sound like that much," when you if look at it, that's a
0: base. First of all, that's yeah. like that's you do not want to accept a job that's less than that. Otherwise, yeah. they're really screwing you over, and yeah. some agent is collecting money in the middle. Yeah.
1: And we've warned we've warned you before. Do not don't go with agents. Never. <laughs> Either housing agents or agents for work <laughs> just man. keep away from them <laughs> yeah Be very
0: greedy here <laughs> definitely
1: yeah and they're just prying on people that don't have any knowledge of chi- of china and how it works
0: they are in a hurry to like get a place to stay or get a job right yeah so take a little bit of time and avoid that mm-hmm. but yeah so let's say let's say your salary is the base salary of twelve thousand. if you live in a place like mine you're sharing it with somebody then your cost of rent is about 3000. So yeah, about 9000. And then I personally spend between 3 and 4000 a month on everything including transportation. Yeah. And like I said, I do we we buy organic, which is very expensive yeah. here. I buy all any beauty products, mm-hmm. like, you know, household pl- products, um, clothing, all that stuff. Yeah. So if you live the same lifestyle as I do, which you can definitely get away with much much less. Um, you will still end up with five thousand, right? Wait, three thousand uh, for living. I don't 4, know, I stopped 000. counting. I was yeah, to <laughs> you'll still end up with five thousand just sitting in the uh, bank yeah, every month, for
1: sure. And I mean, you're like you're saying rent for three thousand, but so many people are, want, are looking for flatmates and stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you could get a, like a, a two bedroom apartment. And I mean, it depends on how important space is to you because you can get some nice little two-bed places that are cheaper than, like, maybe...
0: And it depends on how close you want to be, like, where your job yeah. is and how close you want to be to your job. Transportation here is pretty smooth. So you could even get away with living in outside of the main districts here and then your rent is just chopped. Super cheap. It's, like, super, super cheap. cheap. If yeah. you don't mind either... Even if you take a taxi every day, mm-hmm. it'll probably be less. So yeah. if you don't mind the travel then it's it's worth it to look for somewhere a little bit out of the way if your point is to save to save money yeah but yeah in general for foreigners the the life um the cost of living is is way below mm. the
1: salaries yeah do you think that it's possible so we're talking about if alan wants to come here and invest or buy property do you think that the our salaries could afford to buy Somewhere here. Because I feel like you know more about this than me. I'm not really... Yeah, I'm I've not a numbers kind of, person. <laughs> yeah, I've looked
0: into it. I know that our... I know my salary would easily cover the mortgage payments, mm-hmm. but the it's the down payment that's the killer. That's the problem, yeah. Because I don't have $300,000 just sitting <laughs> around in liquid assets. Yeah. So I can't afford a down payment on a place like that. And mm. because it's not possible to rent out places as a foreigner, I would have to choose an apartment that I myself want to live in. I mean, life's too short to live in a crappy Crappy, apartment for, like, 10 years just to Mm -hmm. make a small... You never know what's going to happen with the market. You know, I'd rather live somewhere nice, Nice, and the nice place is going to cost, you know, at least $750,000. Yeah. So it's... At least for me, still, it's... We've kind of been debating it because on the one hand, I don't like throwing away. I just feel like I'm throwing away money on rent. And I'm always throwing away at money on rent. Yeah. But I'm so free. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could move tomorrow. wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. So I don't necessarily want to be locked. Because the other thing is, if you buy property here, you have to live in it for a minimum of five years. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. And of course, as you said earlier, being foreigners, you couldn't, like, for example, if you... You wanted to leave China or Shenzhen, um, you wouldn't even be able to rent that place out, mm-hmm. not legally. Yeah, well, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they they do they do checkups and stuff on that. Mm. So it's it not something you I really want China to play around with, because I'm sure that there are major penalties for going against this. Because China is very careful about that. They do not want foreigners to come in here and buy a residential property as it, as a financial investment.
1: Hmm. I don't. I mean, I can understand why foreigners want to buy here if they live here. But I'm curious to know if there are actually that many foreigners who buy to invest here, if, even if they could afford it. Like, yeah, I've... I'd be interested. You not. Know, I've I've never met a, for, a foreigner who do, who is able who's done that. I don't think not for oh, an investment Bobby. to live, but he he invests.
0: Oh, he has. I think one. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that any of the foreigners that I know who have purchased properties here, they're all, they're married, all t- to married to Chinese yeah, the same situation. So all of his, so we have a mutual friend who, who does own, he owns actually a, a house, a single-family <laughs> awesome. house, like multi-million, <laughs> it's beautiful. Anyway, yes. and he also owns a property in Chongqing as well, wow. speaking of Chongqing. But that was a place that they used to live in, plus his wife is Chinese. Yeah, so they can rent. So they, mm. I don't know if they rent it. I don't think that they rent it, but okay. they they keep it as an investment. I'm not sure exactly what the situation is, but mm. um, I do know foreigners who have purchased property here, but all of them, every, even Zoran, remember Zoran? Yeah. Yeah. He's another mutual friend who owns property here. But his wife is also Chinese. So I believe that in those cases, I know in mm. in the first case I mentioned that the property is definitely in her name. And in the second case, I'm, pro- I'm like 95% sure mm. that it's also in her name. Sure. Because why would you want to give up 1%? You know, just for being a foreigner, you have to pay an additional mm. 1%, which when you're talking about a million dollars, I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <Right. laughs> this is serious chunk of cash. Yeah. So... Ah, uh, the market is still growing, property prices are increasing, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of things to consider if you are considering purchasing a place here. Definitely. If you know you're going to be here in, if you know you're going to be in a city, you're, you're happy with your job, you know you're going to be with your job for the next, you know, you can judge for the, at least the next, let's say, 10, 10 years. years then do it. I Mm. think that's a safe investment, I think. Yeah. But if you aren't ready to make a 10-year commitment, then I don't think buying property is really a good investment. Yeah.
1: It's so difficult here as well, because I I think if we'd have all known, I mean, and been more educated about these things when we first arrived and had the ability to buy, I think a lot of people (laughs) probably would have like... Because prices have just skyrocketed. Oh,
0: it makes me sick when I think about it. Yeah. I mean, I've been here six years. If I had purchased something six years ago, mm-hmm. I, have, I do have friends who in Baoan, so in a, a district that's kind of a little bit outside of the main dris- districts in Shenzhen, he bought a piece of property and it doubled in two years. Wow. Two years. Yeah. So that, I think when he bought it, he spent something like $300,000 on it. Three, right. And so $300,000 in two years, he makes $300,000 just like that. (sighs) Yeah. So, but Mm -hmm. it's not something you can really think about because I never planned to be here for so long. Neither did you. It's just, that's how life, that's how life is sometimes. It's hard, it's hard to plan those things. Mm -hmm. But if you do know, if you're certain that you're going to be here, look into it. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: So I hope we've answered, we've kind of answered your question, Alan. We, we, maybe we've been a little bit vague because like, <laughs> as Nora said, neither, neither, neither of us are experts on, on this kind of thing. We, so we're just trying to tell you what we know, basically.
0: We thought about doing some research, but then we were afraid that we would, I don't know if the sources would be completely reliable and we didn't mm-hmm. want to speak as if we were authority figures on the subject. So yeah. Unfortunately, we are not too in up, but I think you can get a few insights from this podcast. So yeah. hopefully it's been useful for you guys. Mm.
1: Actually, when I didn't really do research, but I did find a site that I've used before uh, in looking at different cities uh, over the world. Because you can compare different cities, like uh, the average price of things. Mm. So I'll put the, the link of average prices in Shenzhen. Um, because I think they're more re- actually quite realistic uh, phys- f- uh, figures mm. things like that that's even down to milk like how much pint of milk is which is quite <laughs> interesting if we quote any hard cold
0: figures here too in a few months they're going to be different so. <laughs> that's <it. Yeah>. say.
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely
0: so yeah it's better you refer to some kind of a reference that's being constantly updated definitely awesome so yeah. you're going to put that link on I will slash episode 20 right
1: yes okay yeah. cool Okay, so uh, Nara, what's our uh, Chinese word of the week?
0: Um, this week I thought I'd give you a word that's related to the, this topic and also is pretty versatile, so that's the word for market. market so market okay. in Chinese is 市场. 市场,
1: Okay.
0: So that, that includes housing, 市场. Right. A market where you would buy fruits and vegetables also oh. shichang. Mm-hmm. Uh, marketing is also shi chang. Yeah. So it's all. It's really a good translation from English to Chinese shichang. Yeah. Market. Cool. Market. So it's just as flexible and can be used in different ways as the English word for market.
1: Yeah. So that's pretty useful if you if you begin to learn Chinese. Uh, and I'll put the links to the written Chinese dictionary on the episode twenty nice. page. Nice. So you can go and have a look. And you can use a dictionary to search for anything. If you're you're curious about learning Chinese, Mm -hmm. just put in some English and voila. Have a little test drive. Yeah, have a test drive. It's all free anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of which, thanks to
0: WrittenChinese.com for sponsoring this podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're waiting for your voicemails or comments.
1: Yeah, either is is good. We've had some nice comments uh, the last few weeks, so tune in again next week.
0: Talk to you again later. Bye.